Hey, 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 I come back. Okay, hello. Hi. Welcome hello. back, Ines. Well, I welcomed you back. We're gonna... Um, the other day, with my car at around Metro Campus. I'm sure we're gonna we're yeah. gonna be the first for first podcast to nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> I tried the, the thing, like... Okay, I'll start I again. I haven't given the... I found myself speaking Turkish during episodes, I think. Yes, yes. I mean, it's fun, but I don't know. Maybe it's a nice thing. I'll start. Hey, Isa. Uh, hey, Isa. I don't, I don't, and I don't think you should mention it to me. Um, you, you should speak to me, Enes, because like I was there, the other yes. people weren't. I mean, I, I was gonna ask you, like, what was the song that you made me listen? Hmm. And I will uh, explain the story. I mean, I, I will uh, tell the story to uh, the listeners. Okay, then. Hey, Isa, what was the song that you made me listen during your car ride? Because, like, maybe I should explain it to our uh, listeners. Uh, when I come back, Isal gave me a car ride to in our campus, Meti campus, and she made me listen some of the Eurovision songs that I haven't heard of during one my one month military service. So, Isal, <laughs> what was the song? Um, it must be. Finland or Austria's? Maybe. Both are good songs. Yeah, <laughs> those are both of them are nice songs. I, but actually, I like Austria, Australia's, Austria's. <laughs> oh, we are now in the, like you are gonna be hated in two continents. <laughs> I mean, like in last few years, we can mix those countries, definitely. But I really like Austria. Australia's. I'm, oh, Australia's think... song. <laughs> so, um, again, more on that later. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think, like, it is, it is very important to us, our friend group, that we always, when all songs are out, we find the time to listen to all of them. We have this ritual, we have this randomized country ordering system yes and we listen real. to them one by one um and it's a thing that we do every year so it is natural for Isar to be familiar with more songs than you ns it's it has only little relevance to your military <laughs> service yeah but i had a i had a i had a time to uh, i found a time to listen all of the songs now i know all the songs i am happy for you because I would say this year is overall quality year. I mean, I agree with you. Usually, like, uh, there are five or six songs that I like. This year, there are plenty of songs that I yeah, like, and yeah. I'm happy about that. 20 is a good number. Yeah, and uh, maybe Elif is more, even more hyped than us, because she is in Germany, which is a country that actually participates to Eurovision. <laughs> Yay! Germany. Um, yeah, I like that was one of the things that I was hoping for because like now I'm here actually in EU and I was hoping that some of my friends would be also hyped and there are a lot of other EU member people in general living here. So I was like, oh, it could be fun. Um, and I asked around, but people thought it was cringy. They were really judgy. They were like, oh, Eurovision. I mean... I know some people, but like they were, some of them were proudly saying, like, I never watched it, which is, which is fine. But no, I, not. I, I like, I mean, <laughs> I respect them in their general, you know, things they watch, but I, I, I was surprised. I was surprised just to put it that way. I mean, look, th this is not the worst thing I have ever heard a German say. <laughs> <laughs> it is not the most wrong thing ever said by German in the history, but but it is up there. Yeah, it's like really high on the list in terms of things spoken by German people. 
No, Elf is, being, Elf is being very kind. I do not have any respect. <laughs> oh yeah, so um, so I was slightly bummed, but I'm happy that we get to still do our thing, you know. Um, because it was it was really important to me when I was growing up. Overall, I I always remember staying up, even though it was after my bedtime. I remember <laughs> just you know, watching it on our national channel on TV in TRT mm-hmm. or Terete. And um, I don't know, it, it, it was something I remember my high school, they, they would make during Eurovision period, they would change the bell Ooh, of the recess and make it Whoa. Eurovision songs of Turkey that year. So oh we will God. all have to kind of know it and memorize it, some parts of it. Um, it was a big thing. I don't know. Um, so I was kind of hoping something that kind of a hype happening here too. You know, when I was younger, um, my family always watched Eurovision. And, you know, now that I think about it, because back then I was like six years old, so I didn't really understand what was <laughs> happening. But they probably like, there was this family meeting and we would watch Eurovision. But now I realize they did Eurovision dates. My family, <laughs> like the point of that event was to watch Eurovision. Um, and like my parents, to my knowledge, they always watched Eurovision. But it became especially popular after Turkey won in 2004. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. And after I mean, that for a period, most people watched it. Now I think like because we are not participating, some people are aware of it, hyper aware of it like we are. And some <laughs> yeah. people are like, oh, yeah, that should have been around this time. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, that, that was kind of a landmark event for all of our, like, youths, isn't it? Because we were very little when we won. Yes. And then the song was, then the song was everywhere because we won. Mm-hmm. It's sort of everywhere. You can still hear it from time to time. Yeah. But another interesting thing was, song. it is a good song. It is a great song. But after that, I think, I mean, obviously, I don't have research into this, but in terms of our, my memory, uh, like it became a landmark cultural event for all of like the country as well. Like the summer beats, the original songs you would hear all oh. the way to the summer yes. every year yes. after yeah. after we won. Not just Turkey too. So like kind of to it's not just nationalistic elements. You know, it was whole Eurovision. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Like I mean, usually Greek song because back at those. Those times, Greek songs were all about these fun summer songs. Yeah. Uh, Greek songs were always played on the beaches this, that year. Like when, I think the Greek song that won the my number one, my number one. I still hear it in beaches from time to time, and yeah. Turks usually don't get along with Greeks, so it's really crazy. Fun fact: in in one of our national holidays, like Child uh, Day, Child Children's uh, Day, Children's Children's Day, Day. Children's International Day. Children's Day, Ch- Ch- Children's and National Sovereignty Day. Yes, Ooh. thank you. Is that? I use an English calendar, okay? Jesus. Okay. In that day, like uh, children uh, do some dance uh, in choreographed dances in, all around the Turkey, and uh, in our school uh, dance, we our class uh, danced in that song. We yeah. are the one. We are number one. <laughs> no, I always did. Lyrics, but yes, I, I uh, on that day. But it's funny. Melody is correct, <laughs> but lyrics aren't. Which is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, which is crazy because it's it's literally the one lyrics. <laughs> You're my love. Like of course the other. I mean, I personally, when I was younger, I really liked Greek songs. You make it sound like you don't like them anymore. <laughs> I mean, Wait, look. you like general <laughs> Greek songs or in Eurovision? I am. The progression isn't about Greek uh, songs. Progression is about me. I'm saying when I was younger, <laughs> I really liked the Greek songs. <laughs> I, um, like, I actually, when I was younger in high school, I really liked Greek pop, but that's not relevant. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like every year, but one thing I remember is Turkish people tend to be slightly nationalistic about these events. Yes. I remember people being very bitter when we don't win, even though like we went 
fifth place or second place people are always oh they always vote for their neighbors those are bad people even yeah. though even <laughs> though plurality of turkish vote comes from turkish people in the european countries <laughs> still they're always like oh this is so much cheating yeah okay. okay i mean that is kind of the spirit around these international events for us though because like even though i am like i am not a person that is invested in any sports let alone soccer but when i was young the whole country was invested in like when we did good in those uh, world cups or you know even mm-hmm. though we are a te- technology focused podcast even though we are a technology focused podcast and this has nothing to do with technology let me say when we were younger during the like first uh, 10 years of 2000s turkey was doing really good in europe yeah like we we did soccer We had a good basketball, I think, second place in yeah. World Cup. No, it was all happening at the same time. I think that yeah, was it was, it was so really... impactful, like in volleyball, basketball, soccer, also in Eurovision. Like it was generally a lot of recognition and success was happening mm-hmm. at the same yeah. period of time. So you yeah. felt like, wow, like. This is going to be us from now on. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's I, the same <laughs> <laughs> Early 2000s. And let me quickly say something about Turkey winning Eurovision. You guys may not know this. Uh, we have actually joined Eurovision in uh, 1975. Yeah. With one of the best songs in Turkish language. Seninle bir dakika. It's a really great song. I, To this day, I still think the song had zero points and came in last, by the way. Robbed. Our first ever part. It's like this is mean, right? You should when some country starts joining for the first time, you you should at least give one point so that they would come back next year. At least give me a point. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did anyway, I guess. We did, uh, but I'm gonna say to this day, I still believe if Sweden sent the same song, <laughs> people would have been pouring cream over the song and licking it from the. <laughs> that's 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 how good that song is and it's crazy but anyway we went at 75 first time with the turkish song uh, we keep we keep we kept sending songs usually performing very badly we have one second place with um third place i believe another song in 1998 i think Nin- no 1997 third place and right up to right this is hilarious right up to 2004 we sent turkish songs In 2004, we sent an English song, and the first ever English song we sent won Eurovision. Yes. <laughs> It's yes. like all of the Europe was waiting. They had this little pact. When, when Turk sends the English song, we are going to vote. <laughs> Until then, everybody stop. We need to teach these people that they should send English songs. They, are, they had an agreement. And after that, we kept said, sending English songs, which generally performed very well. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was always yeah. usually and top 10. Not always, not always. We also usually. have a superstar. Usually. And Jimmy Rimile. Jimmy Rimile was nice, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll I forgot about Jimmy Rimile. What about Yüksek Sadakat? But... Look, I, I, I was going to talk count. about the Yüksek Sadakat one. Like, that even no. didn't made it to the final. Well, yeah, that was, that was a catastrophe. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the song is not so bad, but it's not the Eurovision no, no. winner. The song is performed very poorly on stage that year. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is true. And after that, we, of course, sent Jan Bonova, which did one of my favorite ever scenes. Oh, it's when the guys turned into yes. a boat. Yeah. <laughs> they went, they turned into a boat and then they started doing a halay. It was glorious. But maybe just to kind of, I remember there were also change of rules during these period of like as we came to let's not get into that though no, not too detailed but just just to the boats part i think that's I why that. it was so mm-hmm. challenging because in general there is some sort of limitation of performers that you can have and no that limitation has been there ever like there yeah. it, always there had been six people limit but the, you are right um, voting changed a lot they tried to like at the When Eurovision first started, they started with jury, and then they started slowly implementing televoting. And when a lot of countries after Soviet's collapse, a lot of countries 
started existing, no offense Soviets, <gülüyor> and those countries started participating in Eurovision, so number went really high. And those yeah. countries tended to vote in favor of their neighbors because of their cultural similarity. Most people think this has to do with diaspora, that people who belong to that country but live in the neighbor country. I don't agree with this. I think no. um, the fact that musical tastes are contagious across borders is a better explanation for that phenomenon. True. But a lot of post-Soviet countries voted for each other. So uh, the people the, on in charge of Eurovision were like, oh no, we can't have this. Like all of these neighbor countries are voting <laughs> neighbors, which like our good Scandinavian countries never ever did this, but these new Soviet countries, ah. Oh. <laughs> so they re-implemented jury, which in my view is one of the worst things ever happened to Eurovision. Yes. Mm. <laughs> I would agree with and that. And then people were like, if, if you think neighbors can vote for uh, <laughs> their neighbors, As people, that's a problem. But jury, oh no, jury would never vote for their neighbors nor be bribed. They were like, and then it turns out, yes, you actually can bribe jurors. <laughs> and jurors do actually vote for their neighbors. In fact, quite a lot. I have never seen a single t- year Cyprus hadn't voted 12 points to Greece and Greece hasn't voted 12 points <laughs> from jury. Same was for Azerbaijan and Turkey too, you know. Well, we pulled back after jury, but it's well, no. <laughs> well, it's okay. It's okay when we do it. Well, okay. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I want to roll back a bit because I have a take, and I want to know your opinions on this because we said it. It was like growing up very important to us. Like it was to me. I watched every year live on TV because we were joining it, and it was on TV. Uh. And I kind of thought back on it before this episode, like, what was uh, the thing that was the pull the most? Uh, what was the thing that pulled us the most? And I think I have a theory that you hear about other countries a lot on the news, etc. But the Eurovision was uniquely a place where you only got, like, positive feedback about those countries. Yeah. Because when you open the news, well, like, if, if, and I think this is true whether you're a child, like whether, whether we were as kids, or I think that was true for adults as well, because like the early 2000s was very tumultuous times. Yeah, like the whole recession. <laughs> Not just recession, like in terms of wars and diplomacy. Yeah. Like there, there were very uh, like rough, interactions between countries but Eurovision isn't that Eurovision you go and all those countries are there there they sing their songs and you like see the world very positively so I think that was actually a very very good pull for us especially because we were able to feel included in that you know I actually agree with you and I'm going to agree. I mean, usually I disagree with you and that's where controversy comes from. But this time I'm <laughs> going to agree with you and still be controversial. Um, you may or may not know this. You probably have heard of this. A few years ago, uh, Russia started invading Ukraine. It wasn't a very nice thing on their behalf. I don't, yeah. I don't think that was a nice thing to do in terms of Russia. And the year before, The Eurovision disqualified Belarus for sending a political song. Yeah. I'm not saying these things are related, but uh, what ended up happening was Belarus was already disqualified from Eurovision and they disqualified Russia as well. And the people in those countries are no longer participating in Eurovision. And I think and this is a very short-sighted, this is a very, I mean, look, we don't have a North European Northern European country listeners anyway, like no Norwegians, nor Swedes. <laughs> I have nothing against Swedes, nor Norwegians. Uh, but uh, there is this Northern European sensitivity when it comes to these things. They act like if nobody ever talks with people who are authoritarian or talks about people who are authoritarian, then authoritarianism <laughs> will go away. That's usually not the case. What happens when you ban Belarus isn't that Belarus is like, oh no, they banned me. I am such a naughty boy in Belarusian. What does happen is the people in those countries who want to be part of free democratic Europe, 
are isolated. Yeah. Those I mean, people have no way out when you ban those countries. Because like it has nothing to do with the people who are in charge of the country. When you ban, ban a country from Eurovision or when a country stops participating in things like Eurovision, uh, the people who want to become more European are punished. Not the people who are in charge or the people who like authoritarianism. I don't think it's even about like being European or wanting to be European. I think it's more like if you cut down more interactions, it's it gets much easier for like the people who take advantage of these things to other those people. Like it is not that easy to other Europe or certain countries when you are committed to watching Eurovision once a year, like following it, seeing people from those countries having fun, being together. Like it's not easy to other them as much, you know? I mean, yeah. this is like, this is actually, I think, touchdowns, uh, this actually touches like tangential, like how we talk about representation. We don't want representation because we just have to have quotas of people in like things. We just uh, appreciate uh, representation because it's, uh, it prevents othering of people by people who want to exploit emotions of people. I think that's the most important aspect of Eurovision. It is where an Irish person, a Belarusian person, a Georgian person, and back at the day a Turkish person all yeah. became equal and sing together the, to, to listen together the same songs and sing them with each other. Yeah. And that's what's important about Eurovision. Yeah. It isn't anything else that people say. Like, look, I am I am all always good for LGBT representation. I wish it happened all the time. I wish it happened all the time without problems. But I wouldn't say the most important aspect of Eurovision is that. I think the most important aspect is it's a place where every European can yeah. touch each other. <laughs> In terms of emotions. <laughs> no, but like, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of tangential. Like, like it's not a coincidence that uh, internationally, one of the events with like the most LGBT representation in forefront is Eurovision. Because it is also those things that it's also a place a melting pot if you will of different identities and that also comes into that which is why i am very excited about a turkish political party that as an election promise promised us <laughs> that we would return to eurovision <laughs> i mean for for a german person who cringes from eurovision this may sound crazy yeah but that's actually a thing that one of political parties promise Because that's the privilege. That's that's the privilege talking. Germans don't know. No, you no. you <laughs> you don't you don't know how value got it. And you know when when I first heard of this promise, one that was the closest ever that party came to getting my vote. <laughs> And two, what I thought was what I thought wasn't that oh this party likes music. What I thought was this party wants us to be more integrated with Europe. Yeah. This party wants us to be a part of the European community. I want that too. That's what draws me. And also recognize and also recognize the cultural importance of Eurovision within that context. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? Indeed. Like let me quickly say this and this may sound a bit nationalistic for our international audience but mm-hmm. I have always believed that Turkish people are Europeans. Like whenever I get this I never thought we were Asian. I always thought we were European, and uh, these things are important to me. That's that's what's that's what I'm that's what I think about Eurovision because Eurovision is about being European. Yeah. So obviously, you guys, uh, because we are because that party and the group that that party is in is gonna <laughs> win the elections, and because of that, obviously, we are coming back to Eurovision at. Um, Next year, 2024, and we are gonna win it and host Eurovision for 2025. So <laughs> there is no debate about who is winning 24, but this year is still anybody's game. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, me and my friends, we sit down and listen to every song, and we have a lot of opinions. And so let's just—I want us to spend the rest of the episode talking about this year and this year's entries. Yeah. This is. This is. First of our traditional Eurovision discussion special episodes. That's the full name. 
Yeah, like <laughs> if you're listening right now, you can see it. Indeed, uh, there's there's some twenty three somewhere in that name. We haven't like it's gonna be there. It's a very long. <laughs> We have noticed that when our episode names are longer, more people listen to them. So... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's a hypothesis that we are trying to test. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we are gonna do this, and I think if our if uh, it all goes to our plan after Eurovision, we are gonna do an after Eurovision special episode as well, <laughs> talking about the real event and like why the winner has deserved or not deserved, depending <laughs> on the winner. Um, depending if Finland won. I mean, I said nothing. So uh, this year's entries, you guys. Uh, what do you think? Maybe we can go like semi-final one, semi-final two sort of yeah, arrangements that. here. That makes sense. I don't think we are going to talk about like there are equal number of countries that participate in each of the semi-finals. Um, one semi-final is heavily gerrymandered. <laughs> uh, so let's start with that one, semi-final one. What do you guys think? Isar, you go first. You haven't been talking in a while. Um, well, uh, first, uh, uh, before the episode, uh, I listened to all of the songs, but I didn't check um, which country is in which semifinal. No, uh, and now I'm looking at it and I'm thinking there are lots of good songs in semifinal one. Like, yes. Um. My favorite song is Cha Cha Cha. Mm. Um, from Finland, it's a great song. Um, yeah, Finland, and I was gonna try to say Karia. Well, I can't do it well, but that's the name. I'm I'm not gonna try to say his name because I respect him so much. I watched a lot of his <laughs> interviews, so I do not want to butcher his name. And I do like the thing he wears on his arms. I really like his body, and let me explain because. His body is so realistic. Like mm-hmm. you look at you look at his body and think, oh yes, this looks like a person. Yeah. I also, I, I love the nails. Perfect green. Also, another thing I really like is one of the backup dancers. One of the ladies was the backup dancers for the live performance. Uh, because Finland is one of those countries that elects based on a contest, and the winner mm-hmm. of that contest is Cha Cha Cha. Yeah. One of the backup dancer ladies is really looking like she's gonna eat me alive. <laughs> You're right. There are two of them. Only one of them are like this. The other one is just angry. That no. one is crazy. No. I really like that. No, but speaking of like stage performance, because like we said, we watch these things every year whenever all of them come out in like random order. And we watched the Cha 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 together and like we were in awe, but it was a music video. We loved it right away, but when, yeah. whenever whenever it's a music video, uh, the the like the doubt always creeps in. Like, is it gonna be good on stage? Because we've exactly. been heard before. Because exactly. we've been heard before. Shout out to uh, Czech Republic in two thousand eighteen. Oh yeah, the the guy with the backpack. Lad me, oh baby, come and you, you... closer. Lad me. You, you lied to us, that's Czech okay. Republic. <laughs> yes, that, that scene. Per- I heard that the guy wanted a camel on stage, but it was against the laws, no. against the rules. But but <laughs> then we found Chachacha's stage performance, and it is somehow somehow better. Like it is it is somehow <laughs> an upgrade. Like first of all, they kept the ring. They open up the ring. There is a whole <laughs> section where <laughs> where backup dancers. Form a caterpillar and he rides them. Like what? What else? What else can you want? I think when whenever they do those, like whenever they do show their uh, musical music video performances in the uh, earlier stages in their countries, uh, they make a new uh, arrangement with the final. They uh, brought <laughs> new thing to the uh, show. Yeah, and uh, it, oh, yeah. it's mostly like it resembles the original, but. A unique one, mostly. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite examples of this is Australia. Uh, back when Kate Miller Heidke did Australia's Eurovision Zero Gravity, at the Australian performance, she wore a huge dress <laughs> and backup dancers were on poles. But for the actual Eurovision, she too was on a pole. 
Which is always better. <laughs> One of the best yeah. live performances in Eurovision. Like I wasn't a fan of the song. Wow, that was that was a great stage. But yeah, I think I love Finland. They're my favorites of the year by far. I want to say one thing about Finland before we go. Uh, when I first listened to the, I really liked the song. I liked the stage performance. I liked the video. But when I listened to the lyrics, I realized something. The song perfectly describes my experience of consuming alcohol. <laughs> Because when he's when he starts, it's all like, oh, I am very tired and I'm gonna drink and be, I'm like very angry at all the stuff. But I'm gonna drink and drink and he goes drinking, 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 and suddenly at some point it snaps. Because the music video is the guy is in a ring and he's getting beaten, but there is nobody else there. <laughs> and Whoa. at some point the drunkenness kicks in, which is the haired version of the same guy, the one with the wig. And it is suddenly like the music changes and the anger goes away, and it's all like ah oh, fun things, dizziness, weird. And then it finally ends with anger again, and that's being drunk for me. Like <laughs> it's just like that for me. I start drinking, I am angry, I drink very fast, and then I get to this point where it all starts being sparkle dizzy, and then again anger and the, <laughs> the finish with the like <laughs> national anthem, and then close up closing. <laughs> I I think it's a good uh good analysis for sure. Uh, yeah. My experience with alcohol is slightly similar. <laughs> <laughs> so this suddenly just turned into the alcoholism episode I mean I, I am not alcoholic because alcohol is very expensive in Turkey <laughs> that is the only reason right I mean no I like I want to drink more than I drink right now I'm not gonna lie about that uh, but I would have never I never have been an alcoholic I don't think like Like you were always around me. Was I ever alcoholic for you? I don't think so. Okay, then let's move on. <laughs> I, have, I, have I have attended two different universities. I have seen my share of really alcoholic people. I don't think you are one of them. I mean, totally. I, I agree with you. And uh, Izal. No, not Izal. Enes. Yes. Enes, your Aww. turn. My turn. Mm, quick, quick. Yeah. Oh, uh, hmm. Oh, I see Lauren here again. A different <laughs> song, yes. Again, she dances in the same way. She did it like when she won the Eurovision back in the day, and she screams about something else. <laughs> with her, like with the same dance, with the same song, by the way. <laughs> But I mean, the topic is different. <laughs> go, go, go. Her. Like I said, I have only love for the Swedish people. Um, I love the fact that they pickle fish. Good job, <laughs> Swedish people. I like their furnitures. Um, but I I really think we should talk about Lorin. I really want to talk about. Last, last song of Lorin that won has won against one of the best entries to Eurovision ever. It won against Bronowski and Babishki. The grandmothers. The party for everybody. The old ladies from Russia became second oh, because of the Swedish dance. song. Come on and dance. It, they deserved winning Eurovision so much. And Lorin stole that from them. I mean, okay. I have not liked them. I have not liked Lorin ever since. But like this year, <laughs> what I'm thinking is, Like every year in Eurovision, Sweden sends an even more generic song, an even more boring song. Where is our Abba? And every year people are like, oh, Sweden is so great. Sweden's gonna win this year. They are, ever since I Can't Go On, which is the guys in the no. treadmill. Ever <laughs> since that year, Sweden has been sending gradually worse songs and people are always going crazy. If, and look, if, The Swedish song was sent by Denmark. Nobody would have even thought it would make to the finals. People were always people would be anti Denmark isn't gonna go to finals this year. But because Sweden is sending that suboptimal subpar song, people are going crazy about it. <laughs> well, it's so funny because 
I remember when we first watched I Can't Go On, like back in the day, our reaction was, this is a fun song, but it's a bit too generic. And then every year Sweden just got worse and worse for us. Except that year they had treadmills, which was fun. Uh, I mean, to me, it's not even like the song is a tasting. I don't like song, but I was also not the biggest fan of Euphoria. You know, people Euphoria. like it, don't like it. I don't care. But not the show. I have, I have, I have, I have somewhat of a beef with, like, I am already eh, on people who participated, lost, or made finals in that comeback. Like I already Except have... Sergey Lazarev, who's great. <laughs> so I would like, I would like, <laughs> I would like to house Sergey Lazarev if he joins Eurovision when we host it. But, <laughs> but like, I already have a beef with that. But to win and come back, and like, it's not even like Sweden does a whole festival with so many entries, like. You, it's not that you don't even have a lack of interest. A lot of people want to go to Eurovision. Why are you sending the person who already won? Like this is so embarrassing. Like I genuinely think it's embarrassing. Yeah, I agree. That's that's a perfect way of capturing the Sweden's entry for 2023. It's embarrassing, Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not saying you can do better. Your best performance ever came from Roger Pontare when wins were whispering my name ever since that you have been on decline but even you can do better than this. i'm i'm a hero's defender i don't care we are, we are the heroes of the world actually i agree that heroes need defending heroes of her time <laughs> that song won because what was split between many other songs which were better i i do not agree i like that heroes, song. heroes deserve to win i you i mean that's not our topic we can talk about that in a different time. <laughs> that is going to be our next episode, an hour of dissection into the heroes. Should we turn into a Eurovision podcast? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I mean, yes, but... Uh, I mean, yes, so but... Anyway, anyway. Um, let's keep moving. Yeah. In the same year, there are other... In the same semi-final, there are other songs which are good and gonna not qualify for final because of Sweden. <laughs> but I want to talk about Portugal, because look, oh, Portugal. Portugal won Eurovision once in my lifetime, and regrettably. Okay, it's, I I don't let, think let, I let's can... let's not do that now. But every year, every year, uh, Portugal has been sending songs that I do not like. Every year they were songs Slovan boring. Look, I I understand that in Portugal Slovan boring is a good thing. So. I mean, I, I'm not dissing them. They are nice people, too. <laughs> I mean, romantic, love bombing. I don't know. Like, it's just... just um, love bombing but... is considered to be a very bad thing, I think. Like, it's something that's a red flag in relationships with <laughs> yeah, Portugal. But here's the thing. Uh, this year's song is my... F- the first time I actually like this year's song. So I want to say, good job, Portugal. Keep sending songs like this. I could have one. Very nice yeah. song. It is it is very Mediterranean. And we miss those. We miss those because Greece does not send them anymore. Greece uh, is second second semi-final. Yeah, we are gonna we're gonna come back at that. But yeah, I I I mean, like we do randomize while we watch this, and every year when Portugal's turn comes up, like we spin the wheel and it says Portugal, like there is an audible groan on the call. And you know what? This year it happened again, and we played the song, and we were embarrassed. They embarrassed us. They sent a good Indeed. song. Indeed. <laughs> Another song them. that embarrassed us came from Austria. Yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah. Another another good song that's gonna not qualify because of Sweden. Uh, Austria? No, Austria is gonna qualify. There is no way Austria doesn't qualify. Yeah. I don't see Austria in semi one. Qualify. Aus- Austria is semi two. Yeah, it's semi two. Oh no, Binalik tricked us. <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. Wait, does that means we have... But what about Czech Republic? Czech Republic, maybe. Czech, Czech Republic and us. I read actually it's Czechia. I prefer to say Czechia. I think they changed it again. Country of Czechs. <laughs> well, yeah, they changed to Czechia. Anyway, they made a really nice song. But it isn't Czech, the language of Czech. 
Check, check, check. It's actually in four languages, which I would like to speak about a bit. Yeah. yeah after it even makes us. Oh yes. Point. It's it's English, Ukrainian, Czech, and Bulgarian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look. I'm not. I don't. I like all of those countries. No, wait. No, I especially like Ukraine, but like Ukrainian, Czech, and Bulgarian languages are very similar. No, but like okay. that's cheating. The, no, it's but, not. <laughs> it's not. It's not cheating because okay. This is this is where I make my point. This is where I make stand. This is my fight song. Okay. <laughs> now, the Ukrainian, Czech, and Bulgarian because uh, it makes a lot of sense to use in this song because, like, on the surface level, like the 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 text of the song is very obvious. Like my sister's ground. It's uh, like about uh, woman and woman's rights and woman empowerment. It's like, about childhood marriages. It's about Chill, chill child woman who are forced marriage, married into older people. Girls, you mean? Yeah, yeah. But like in the subtext, it's also it's also where uh, it's also there is a yeah you can see from these languages Ukrainian, Czech, Bulgarian. I think that makes a lot of sense in the subtext of the song, which is very clearly to me at least very clearly I should say. Obviously, this is subjective, but these Balkan Balkan countries, these regional countries, see as see each other as sister countries a lot of them uh, call each other like that and i think there's a subtext of that region like being together against like tyranny and abuse kind of subtext there so i really i, I really I, i'm good with this i'm okay with this i i really like ukrainian czech bulgarian i do not like use of english in this song not just because it is used in an awful <laughs> rap verse I think use of English in this song brings it down, both in like the music sense and both in thematic sense to me. Okay, look, the rap verse, by the way, you are remembering it incorrectly. Rap verse isn't in English. Oh, you're right. Rap verse is in a Slavic language, but there is a single part where it says Teresa nonstop. And the, <laughs> the rap verse singer woman For whatever reason, sounds like K-pop to me. Like that particular rest, the, the song is in Slavic languages and English, but that particular, that specific part, she sings it just like a K-pop song. K-pop I think, rap verse. I, I, I think you're thinking that because K-pop has a lot of awful rap verses, and that's also an awful rap verse. <laughs> With an English word that doesn't belong there in the middle. Yeah. They they mix and match a lot of different languages. That's for sure. Whenever you are attending yeah. Eurovision, K-pop is always there for you. Yes, indeed. I wish. Like, <laughs> I really love Slavic languages. Like I said, when I was younger, I liked Greece. Now, as an older person, I like Slavic languages. Um, I really like Slavic languages. When a country sends a song in a Slavic language, they usually can't go wrong with me. Uh, and I really like this song. But what I like about this song what i most enjoy about this song is its visual language in its music video yeah yeah i would like i love the child drinking uh the alphabet soup with that evil pervy guy watching yeah i mean i don't like what it's telling but i like the way <laughs> I, i like how yeah, strongly like... it's depicting the thing yeah like, yeah yeah it's a very powerful scene I'm I'm curious about their stage. I, I am also good. curious about the stage. And another country that usually sends uh, songs in a Slavic language is Serbia. I love Serbia in Eurovision. Serbia um, is my dark horse. Usually they, whatever they send, I like. I even like Loco Loco, even though Mr. Binali doesn't agree with me. Oh, I hate Loco Loco. But this year's song is so so good. It's it's a really great song with a boss fight. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say something. I said earlier Finland is my favorite and like Finland is my favorite to win but I am pretty sure I don't have my like stats in front of me but I am pretty sure the, the song I listened the most this year so far is Serbia. It is my dark horse and I really really hope it makes it to the final. I also hope it makes it to the final. Anybody else who wants to say anything about Serbia? Well it's a nice song but only thing I can think about that song is hello <laughs> Game over. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 he just, no, he just wants to sleep. It's... Like every year we need a Illuminati song, I guess. 
<laughs> with the dark images, like and like uh, with with the weird animals. I don't uh, know if you skulls. guys ever, ever checked the lyrics of the song, but it's very much about like it's kind of a a year late song, but I think it works in its favor because last year was full of these, and this year we don't True. have any mm-hmm. of these, so it stands out. It's very much about like the the singer's experience during like the pandemic and the close down of the like it's i think it's also kind of a relatable thing to us as turkish people because it's about like the desire to sleep through the bad times only 30 more days <laughs> even less than the episode is aired yeah i think i i really love this song like i i love this song please make it to the finals please i'm begging i think we should do the same to now because like time Let's let's quick let's quickly go over. I really like France, even though it is very stereotypically French. Yes. <laughs> When we first listened to this song, Binali said, "I would have liked this song, but I worry that every year they are gonna send stuff like that." <laughs> And I responded, "Is it better if they send stuff like Sweden?" <laughs> <laughs> no, I specifically said, "I love France's song, but I don't want France to win because if France wins, every other country is trying to do, be like this." But then, like, I think, I I'm think, like, okay. two days. I think, I think, like, two days later, I was like, okay, I take it back because I, I because I like the song a lot. Like, I am okay with it winning. I don't care if other countries ruin it. Also, I I love the wordplay they did with the even when you stand on top of the highest mountain, you can't touch the sky in the first verse, and on <laughs> top of the world, you can't touch the sky in the second verse. One of them is Monte, and the other is Monde, in French. <laughs> Ooh. I really like that wordplay. That's one of my favorite things cute. about this year's Eurovision. I, I really like the performance. I hope it carries on to the stage. Have you ever seen that lady sing another song? No. Because she looks nothing like that. That's insanely. That's an insane <laughs> transformation on the lady's no. part. Now I am very curious. Okay, I want to talk about one other country. It's Croatia. The final one. Yes, Croatia. I love this song. Like I, I really love songs in this genre. Of music, and uh, I mean the shock rock is very apt in this case. But I think another thing, like I don't want to take away from the song. It's an amazing song. Go listen to it. But it, like this is the weird part of it. And technically, political songs are not allowed <laughs> on Eurovision. But if you look at this song and said say anything on it is subtext and subtle. I I'm just gonna think you're gonna you're like you're you're trying to prank me, and I mean that's an okay thing. I think this song is a great song, and I think it should be allowed on Eurovision. I think more songs like this should be allowed on Eurovision. Look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna even try to sweeten it. Um, political songs are only allowed in Eurovision if the Ibu agrees with the politics of the song. Yes, yes. It just so happens that this one does. And I really like the part where they where they ride rockets. That's <laughs> I love it, and I'm really happy they do it on the stage too. I am yeah incredible. Um, let's let's quickly move on to semi final two. We have less time for semi final two, but then again, so does Eurovision. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, very quickly, I love Georgia. It's one of the best songs ever sent by Georgia. I I I wanna I wanna do a like quick Georgia defender. Ever this ever since this song came out, I see people like, "What is these lyrics? They have no grammar." Like, yeah, it's a Georgia song. Have you have you listened to any Georgia song ever? <laughs> they just they just they just want to sing their feelings and don't care about the English language. And like, so does the English. They don't care about their own language. Why are we getting mad at Georgia for not caring? Um. Yep. Yeah, I love Austria. Austria is a great song. I love Edgar Allan Poe. I once saw him in the car next to us. <laughs> I was That there. That was crazy. Yes. Um, I I like the joke of it. Every year, there are at least two or three songs about feminism and women inequalities in the places. This year is my favorite song about gender inequality and glass ceiling of Eurovision. <laughs> I think... I I always love it when uh, women sing about women's song sing about feminist issues in a funny way. I always think I love Toy 
when the year it won. Yeah, that was great. And I I like the song too, of course. Like and it's a fun song too. I said jam. I think I think it I think it's also on similar layer because it's the layer you talked about, but it's also the layer of like the artist and creation. Top, uh, like those issues work into it as well. Like it's it's got layers. Yeah, because lyricists get paid very little regardless of yeah, gender. Yeah. Like the people every year, <laughs> even the song UK sent. I like the song. I wrote a song. Isn't written by the singer. <laughs> It is written by lyricists who get paid very little, so that's important. And um, so, so, so do, do let's just quickly say Poland. Um, Binali doesn't like Poland. I am like I think it's a middle song. There had been a lot of controversy about Poland, so I'm going to add to the controversy and say the second song was even worse. I don't think second song was even worse. Like I don't think that Poland have that kind of summers. <laughs> no, they don't. No, they don't. They filmed it somewhere else. I, I, no, I, I think they. Uh, the song belongs to Malta, I guess. <laughs> the song um, belongs to garbage. <laughs> Blanca. So, you know, you know where the song actually belongs. It belongs to Greece. For a few years, Greece has been sending very bad slow songs. Yeah. Listen, Greece. Greece. Greece come back. <laughs> Even Poland does better. We know that you are not like this. I know that you have been trying to say, oh, we are so sad so that European Union doesn't come and collect their debts. I know you are trying to trick them. But that's enough, Greece. Yeah, we Greece. want a proper song that we can listen to on the beaches. You know what? I will I will even make an exception to Wither Student Return Policy. You can you can you can bring back Helena. I'm okay. I'm okay with it. I am also I am also okay with the lady who sang who sang uh, my secret combination, Kaloimira. Oh. oh, that was good. I am okay with Aphrodisiac lady, which is oh. Elena Popoizu. Oh. Yeah, anyway, she was great like, too. She was from Cyprus, and uh, that comes to my point. Like, uh, talk about Greece. Like, Cyprus does the same. If Greece doesn't send nice songs, Cyprus doesn't as well. Like this year, they. <laughs> Maybe the breakup song? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't break a broken heart, Greece and uh, Cyprus. So instead, try sending a fun song. At least just send something like Fuego. <laughs> okay. Um... No, wait. No, no, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna step right in. Stop sending Fuego. It gets worse every year. Stop. Stop. <laughs> 